Do you need help with your journey following Jesus? Has your Bible reading brought up some interesting questions? Um, I, I need a prayer request. Is I've heard um, pastors talk <clears throat> about you can't get to heaven just with good deeds. I was just wondering what you guys think. Is, the, is there a correlation between the seventh trumpet and Revelations as the last trumpet, or is he talking about some other trumpet? Finally, a place to get answers. We're ready to take your prayer request and answer your Bible questions. Call in at 303-690-3000. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Good afternoon, everyone, and welcome to today's edition of Calvary Live. My name is Ed Taylor. I'm the pastor here at Calvary Church in Aurora, Colorado, where Grace FM originates right here in Colorado. We Our little radio network covers about 80% of the population in Colorado uh, and uh, we're grateful to be joined by Radio by Grace Network that covers a whole lot more territory, about 20 different states, uh, 70 different stations right now. Uh, you know, so if you're listening on Al- in Alabama, Arkansas, Florida, Georgia, Iowa, Idaho, Kansas, Louisiana, Michigan, Missouri, Mississippi, Montana, New Mexico, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, or at least Markleysburg, uh, Pennsylvania, South Carolina, Tennessee, Texas, Washington, Wisconsin, Wyoming. You're listening live right now on the Radio by Grace Network and Grace FM. We are live. Uh, That means you can call in. We're going to talk live. You're going to be on the radio live. And the number to dial is 303-690-3000. And... And then our friends in Hope FM and Truth FM and Higher Rock Radio uh, and that one lone listener on San Juan Island off the coast of Washington, welcome to the program. 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Text me. Uh, we have a dedicated text line, 720-336-0897. We have Christmas Eve upon us. And I'm sure your church has added services or added a special service just for the celebration of Christmas Eve. It is not too late for you to invite someone. It's not too late for you to bring someone. Start praying about it right now, uh, if you haven't already. And it's such a big deal. And I, I I I don't subscribe to the position of making fun of those that only go to church on Christmas and Easter. I mean, I don't think it's healthy, and I think, you know, I I believe that a healthy relationship with God through the local church is important. But if you're only, you know, you only can get people in from Christmas and Easter, I say, yes, you're welcome. Come on in. Uh, We want to serve you and love you and encourage you. We want you to feel the atmosphere of a room filled with Men and women, boys and girls that love Jesus and worship him wholeheartedly. So because people are open to being in church, invite them. Here at Calvary, we're going to have three services tomorrow. Uh, 2 o'clock, 4 o'clock, 6 o'clock. And what a great time it's going to be. Shorter message, of course. uh, Very evangelistic. High-end, upbeat music. Uh, it's always a beautiful time, uh, and it's always, you know, pastors are always excited, too. You could pray for your pastor 
and your pastoral team because it's always exciting to have the room full, so filled. Uh, and every pastor wished that's what his church was uh, every week. <clears throat> and perhaps your church is filled every week like that. Praise the Lord. We're so happy for you. <clears throat> Excuse me. I don't know. Can't reach my cough button over there, but um, give me a call. Waiting for the phone lines to fill up. 303-690-3000. I was reading an article today uh, in a particular church with a couple thousand churches around the country. Uh, Their typical size is 67 people. That's their average size, 67. And the article was about bivocational, or in some cases, tri-vocational pastors and it and what that means is is that your pastor is working a full-time position in this case the pastor they interviewed worked for Southwest Airlines as a flight attendant uh and then pastored the church uh in that particular community and and then they mentioned he was trivocational so he had three he had a second outside job uh in lawn care and uh taking care of um uh, what do they call that? Um, uh, landscaping. And so the church, the typical church is not large. Uh, it's small. And in many cases, the church isn't large enough to support the pastor or his family. And they have to work. Uh, and so uh, pray for your pastor. If your pastor is full-time, and doesn't have to work outside uh, the church, or you have a, a church that is able to have a staff, or you know, thank God for that. It's rare. Um, it's rare, but it's a blessing. 303-690-3000. Chris up in Fort Collins, welcome to the program. Thank you. I thought I'd get in kind of early here and Perfect. Uh, ask my question. Yeah, I was wondering if any of the Calvary uh, churches put up a nativity uh, they probably do um i don't every in every calvary's independent so they w- it would be like a local decision um so that's a possibility we don't okay and any reason why or why not um it's just never come up i don't know uh, a friend. Well, let me think. You know, as I'm thinking out loud, I do have some friends that do living nativities. Um, we've never done that either. I think it's the proximity of our building. Um, you know, I, we've never done that. It's just something that most things that get done in our church or God's put it on someone's heart to lead it, and then they do it rather than hey, we really got to do this, so find people to do it. You know, that's our approach. But it's I'm not against the nativity um, in any way, but. I think that for us, uh, if I was answering for myself, um, the pulpit, when we teach the Bible verse by verse, handles all those things. Uh, and whether we have it or not, you know, like the cross, if there's a cross visible or not, we preach Jesus and him crucified. You know, all those things that are symbolic are covered in the pulpit. Uh, but I'm not against them. Okay. It was just a curiosity question. Yeah, no, that's a great question. I don't... Um, I mean, you. It's not. I'm not stumped, but I'm like, when you say why not, why or why not, like it's. I guess to help me understand your question, why is it important to you? Uh, well, because I feel like the focus should be on 
Jesus Christ coming. And, and I know by teaching the Bible verse by verse, chapter by chapter, you do. It was just, um, I go to one here in Fort Collins, and I noticed, uh-huh. oh, there was the trees and and the lights, and that makes it very festive, and I like that. And, and then it just dawned on me, oh, there's there's no nativity. And so I thought I'd ask that question. Yeah, no, I, I don't... You know, I'm trying to think if we like put something out like you do in your front room, in your front lawn, like our the way our building sits on the corner, there's just no place for it because uh, we built, you know, every square foot. But then we could do like a living nativity in the parking lot, you know, and have people come in. But we've just never done it. Um, certainly not opposed to it. Okay. Well, great. Um, uh, thank you for that answer. Thanks, Chris. I, I like the I question. You make me think a little bit like I'm like, hmm. What what is it? Well, why wouldn't we? I mean, it's because you you know I, I I think it's even a broader just for a second here. It's even a broader part to this question where when we're training men and women in our school ministry or the pastoral team, like I I always tell them there is a there should be a good answer for everyone that has a good question uh, related to what we do or what we don't do in the church. Um, you know, so if we make a decision and we do something or don't do something. Um, especially, especially if it has uh, some kind of doctrinal significance, we better be able to back it up in the scriptures. Um, but we should have, there should be a good reason uh, for, for why we do anything in the church. So um, that's good. That's a, that's a good question. Thank you for calling. Merry Christmas. All right. Merry Christmas. All right. Bye-bye. All righty. Bye-bye. All right. Over to Amarillo, Texas. Bill's on the line. Bill, welcome to the program. Hey, my brother. I was calling to hey, wish Bill? you a Merry Christmas. Yeah. Merry Christmas. I was calling with you Merry Christmas. and uh, oh, I received that. Well, you were just talking I... about praying for your pastor, and I thought, yes. hey, I'll, I'm going to ask you to pray for for me and our church here yes. in Amarillo, and then all of our friends listening right now across the country, and uh, gave me a chance to call in for the first time and to get yes. you to pray. Well, and I think it's uh, it's a good and important uh, opportunity to introduce you to the audience because it is the you, Pastor Bill here on the line with us is the pastor uh, of Grace Church in Amarillo, and that's the origination of Radio by Grace Network. And uh, I know you guys aren't done building out stations yet, uh, and uh, you have allowed us to be on, and we appreciate it, and we love you guys in Texas, and. Um, you know, you guys listening in around the country, you can pray for Bill uh, because he and his team, right? It's never alone. Uh, he and his team are championing Christian radio uh, throughout. I read an article today too, Bill. You're on. You guys are on the top ten list of of oh. who owns the most translators in the United States. I don't know if you knew that. I did not know that. Yes, I, I was not. reading a radio article today. <clears throat> Well, it was um, CSN. It was CSN, and then K Love, and then a couple others, and then you guys were in the top ten. That's amazing. It is. Well, you and I what, both. Lord, what, you and I both know it's it's God. God did the whole thing. God did the whole it's thing. The so uh, grace of God. We we preach the word. God blesses His word. That's the bottom yes. line. Yes. And it's Amen. Um, well, let's pray. Amen. Father, I do pray for my uh, my brother and Pastor Bill, Lord, the work that you're doing there, um, Lord, 
Tim and Tom and the whole team there, Doug and Doug, and on and on the list goes. I pray, God, that your hand would be upon them and continue to establish them. Uh, Like your word says, that you would provide for their every need according to your riches in Christ Jesus. And, Mm -hmm. And we do appreciate, Lord, friendships and partnerships and all that you want to do, Lord, that we wouldn't, you know, we look back a few years ago, we, we would have never thought that you would allow us to be a part of what we're a part of now. So we want to publicly thank you and thank the, and, and thank you for the audience and the people we get to meet over the airwaves, uh, through email and all of the different ways we communicate. And I do pray, God, that you would be glorified in the services at Grace Church uh, tomorrow and this weekend, uh, that your, your, your life-giving word would go forth in power and in effectiveness. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Merry Christmas, my friend. God bless you, Bill. Bye-bye. Have a great trip. All right. Love you. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. 303-690-3000. You know, I can't overemphasize, you know, with Bill on the line, I want to introduce you guys, especially everyone that's on the Radio by Grace Network, but it, it is a large undertaking that God has allowed Bill to oversee. And, uh, you know, I can, you know, Bill is a good friend of mine and I was introduced to Bill in a crisis. Uh, and, and this, this might be an encouragement to you because when I was a new pastor back in 99, 2000, pastor Bill had called me and said, Hey, I've got a situation there, uh, with a Denver police officer. Uh, he really needs help right now. He really needs, uh, a pastor to go see him. Can you go see him? And I was answering the phone back then. I took the message. I'm the one that said yes. And then I forgot. I forgot to do it. And I didn't even remember about it until he called again. I don't know, maybe four, six weeks later. I don't remember exactly. And he says, hey, Ed, I just want to let you know. He's very gracious, first of all. Uh, Very gracious. And Ed, I just want to let you know that uh, I was able to get Pastor Gino uh, and many of you locally in Colorado know Gino Geraci. I was able to get another pastor, and he was a chaplain. Pastor Gino uh, was not only a chaplain with the police, but chaplain with the FBI, and he was a first responder at Columbine High School out here, just a phenomenal man of God. I love him so much. And and uh, he, meant, he, he said, hey, Gino um, was able to handle it. Thank you. And I'm like, I was so pro- profusely apologizing, and I couldn't believe what a rookie mistake. And and a, and a real important person too, who I, who now I have become friends with as well. And that led to an ongoing uh, friendship that has developed over the years and come to find out that uh, Bill was originally from Aurora. He grew up here, uh, moved to Amarillo, Texas, and uh, have some of his family members coming to our church here. His mom was here for a while and his sisters and um, ministering to them in the community that he grew up in. And uh, we've been friends ever since, and we both have a passion for radio. Uh, we both have a passion for the gospel, and um, just a good to hear his voice. And you guys that you're new to Radio by Grace, you know these are these are stations owned by a church. So here we are at the year end. I, I'm 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 asking you and encouraging you wherever you're listening to this station, support Christian Radio, please. Uh, it's a church run ministry, uh, and so it's not a corporation. You know, even look listening. Oh, you guys are talking about the top ten with translators. Yeah, but it's still a church. 
Um, so a church that has a little bit more or a little bit less, it's still a church. And there are a lot of ongoing bills financially to go with the radio. Hope FM, Truth FM, Grace FM, Radio by Grace, support them financially. Do it by the end of the year and do it monthly. Uh, the Lord will bless you. Trust me, you will make a difference in people's lives. Uh, we just got a text yesterday. I was looking at it um, because we celebrate 11 years uh, in our little radio network. But somebody had, Why do you, what do you love about Grace FM? That it reaches those who are in prison. My husband got saved through listening. Huh. That's, that was a feedback we got yesterday uh, because it reaches those who are in prison. And my husband got saved through listening. And you guys listening in prison right now, I want to remind you how loved you are. God sent his only begotten son to die for you, for the forgiveness of your sins. And we love you. And, and you guys in prison, I want, in jail, I want you to pray for us because we want to purchase one more station here in Colorado to cover the 13 prisons and jails down in Canyon City. Um, there's federal prisons down there, state prisons down there, county jails, and we want to reach them and their families with the 24-7 worship in the Word. So just pray for us when you think of us in our 11th year here. 303-690-3000. 303-690-3000. Let's go back to Colorado now. Thornton, Rick is on the line. Uh, Rick, welcome to the program. How you doing, Pastor Ed? Merry Christmas. Thank you. Merry Christmas. What's up? Uh, so my question is, I've been doing a little study on Genesis. Um, yes. And I was wondering about the gap theory, um, because I think I was, I was watching... Um, Video on YouTube about Bill Nye and um, Ken Ham. Yes, uh-huh. um, and the debate was, you know, like the the trees have the rings a billion years, ice billion years. Uh, but in research I've been looking online is um, what I understood is in Genesis that the Bible states it's I think like what four thousand years in history, or might be mistaken, but it's not billions of years. But Correct. in the gap theory, it says there could have been stuff there prior to the actual formation, I guess, because the, the world was form and void. So I'm just have a yes. question about that. Well, I'm, I'm, not a, I'm not a proponent at all of the gap theory, or the, there's another theory when it comes to um, creation that's known as the day-age theory. Uh, I, I do not believe, a bib, I don't believe that they exist. I believe that they're, they have been created, these and theories, you know, the right word for them. They've been created to somehow account for things that have age attached to them, fossil records, things that, that seem to have age uh, in them, which, as you heard from Ken Ham, uh, the flood accounts for that um, very reasonably. Uh, but the the reason why there's a couple reasons. Let, let me answer the question in a different way. The reason I believe uh, in a young Earth, if you want to use that phraseology, is because I'm a biblical literalist, um, and most people are biblical literalists. And what that means is we just read the Bible for what it says and accept it uh, for what it says literally. Uh, and the creation days are literal in the day and night, the way they're described. They're also literal in the sense that the the pattern of six days rest on a day is the same pattern that's built upon the Sabbath day that's given to you and me, uh, or at least to the children of Israel, to, to honor the Sabbath after six days of work. God followed the same pattern in creating the world. And the, the reason why, <clears throat> you know, 
the gap theory or uh, theistic, theistic evolution or humanistic evolution um, fall flat on their face. And this is super simplistic. Um, I've just been studying this in depth because I'm going to be starting to teach Genesis uh, in the beginning of the year, verse by verse. And I've been thinking about this a lot. Um, that And Ken Ham does a great job of this. He says, in order for evolution and the gap theory to exist, um, sin and death, or death and decay has to come before sin, right? Mm-hmm. Because cool. we don't have the fall of man until after creation. So if there's death and decay and the fossil record all occurring in the gaps between the days of creation or that the days of creation somehow represent uh, eras or eons <clears throat> instead of just a literal day, then all that death and decay have happened before sin was introduced uh, into the earth through Adam. And that's just not biblically possible. Uh, we know that sin wasn't introduced to the earth until Adam and Eve sinned. Um, and they didn't sin until after the creation was completed. And that's a real simplistic view. But if you go to, you know, I do appreciate Ken Ham. He's a good friend of mine. Uh, and I haven't talked to him. We're going to bring him out to Denver again. But I haven't talked to him in a couple years. But um, because he's a little, been a little busy building the ark. Uh, <laughs> he's, he's God's used him in amazing ways. Uh, but we got to get him out to Denver again. And, and he, you know, they, they he's got massive, uh, ex, very experienced and talented scientists that write on these things, but that's a simplistic, you know, the gap, all of the idea of the gap, um, the introduction of sin and death through Adam's sin, uh, the, the headship of humanity would have to happen. Um, you know, all the death and decay, which death came from sin. That's what the Bible says. Okay. Well, thank you so much, Pastor. Great question. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. Bye. 303-690-3000 is the number. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to be teaching. We just finished uh, this Wednesday, yesterday, we just finished the Book of Jude, which... Uh, I was able to say very briefly, we didn't have a celebration or anything or party or cake, but I finished teaching the New Testament, um, which is pretty significant for me personally, because I was discipled to teach through the whole counsel of God, except I could never really follow the pattern of Pastor Chuck Smith. Um, And the pattern of Chuck Smith was he was able to teach multiple chapters at one time, like in a survey and go through the Bible in about five years the whole Bible, I haven't been able to teach multiple chapters like that, skipping over things, uh, and I guess it's just how God has made me, but I'm 100% committed teaching verse by verse, expositorily through the Bible. So we finished the New Testament, but that includes, I taught John twice, the Gospel of John, I taught Revelation three times, uh, I'm teaching Acts, or two times, and I'm teaching Acts for the second, third time now. I think, to our church. So accounting for all that time, I probably could have covered more territory faster, but um, we finished the New Testament. What that means is you can go to our website, you go to our app, and every verse in the New Testament I addressed. I don't know to what detail I addressed it, but I taught through it verse by verse. And then 17 Old Testament books, Genesis, Exodus, Leviticus, Numbers, Deuteronomy, Joshua, Judges, Ruth, 1 Samuel, 2 Samuel, uh, 17 Old Testament books uh, I've taught through, 
And uh, I'm going to go in Genesis again, and we're in Acts on Sunday. So you need to be in a church that teaches the Bible verse by verse. I, I, I'm biased toward that, of course, so you got to understand that it is the healthiest way to have Bible study. Uh, I'm not opposed to topical messages. I teach them uh, regularly to address topics that come up. Uh, however, um, the majority of my time in the pulpit is doing what I was taught to do, teach the Bible verse by verse. Um, what, what does the Bible say? What does it mean? And what does it mean to you? Um, one verse after another. What did it mean to the people <clears throat> that received it? And that's called the inductive Bible study method. With all that in mind, uh, I know we're coming up on a break, um, but we want to invite you to call 303-690-3000, 303 uh, 690 <clears throat> Janice, I see you in Maryland. I'm going to wait your call. Uh, well, no, let's take it. We'll just take it to the top of the hour. we got a few minutes. So Janice in Maryland, uh, welcome to the program. If you could turn your radio down, that would be great. Janice, Janice, you have to turn your radio down and we'll have to put you back on hold. All right. We're going to pick Janice up uh, at the top of the hour. So if you guys could go back and let her know, she's got to be ready. And uh, I'd love to take that call. She's got some good questions. Uh, so we'll go back to our discussion uh, on uh, Christmas Eve. Please invite somebody if you haven't already. Um, please invite them, uh, people to come and to hear the gospel at your local church. Or you can invite them to any of the churches in your community that you know about that's having Christmas Eve services. Here in Aurora in the Denver metro area, we're going to have two, four, and six. We're also going to broadcast them live on the radio, all the services, uh, to reach anybody driving around a town and working and uh, preempting our programming for that. So it's um, we're, we're excited to be able to re um, you know reach out to our community. Here's a here's a question: What are your thoughts about the enneagram? Um, I don't like it. I don't like its origin. Um, I, I'd rather learn my gifts from the Holy Spirit through the Word of God. And a friend of mine, Pastor Nate Morris pastor of Calvary Chapel, or Mountain Life Church now in Vail, did a great podcast on this very subject. He did two different uh, episodes on it, um, but I'm not a fan of it. I don't know what my Enneagram is. I've never done it. I'm not interested in it because I know what my spiritual gifts are, and I know how God has used me. And, and I think to some degree, I know my temperament. I know my personality. I don't need a test to tell me that. I know, and I'm learning, right, because I change. I'm different today than I was 20 years ago. Um, and I was just meeting with a couple last night and just looking them in the eye. Uh, they had been in our church many years ago, and they just recently have now started coming back. And, and I said, man, I'm a different pastor than even when you guys were here years ago. Um, you know, grief and brokenness and humility and life circumstances will do that to you. You know, like um, when you embrace the work of the Holy Spirit in your life, you will be changed. And I hope you want to be changed um, so I'm not. A, I, I don't recommend the Enneagram. I'm not going to judge anybody that wants to dabble into it. You could, you know, if you had to do it for work or you know something something that um, you, I think you could do without sin for, for sure. But I'd rather personally. I just want to be ultra careful in my life to get my marching orders from the Holy Spirit. I don't want to give it to a whole task and say, well, you know, Ian, you're a Enneagram X. I don't even know if it's numbers or whatever letters. I'm not sure. And you're this and you're this and you're this. I don't want to label anyone personally in my own leadership. 
I want to see the giftings and talents. And, you know, I could tell you Ian's creative. I bet you if he took this test, he'd probably hit whatever their creative skill is. Um, and, and yet I want to learn just because he's a creative doesn't mean he's like every other creative. Uh, I want to learn and develop the, the, uh, I want to learn what kind of person Ian is, or I want to learn what kind of person Cassandra is, or I want to learn what kind of person Everett is. Although if we all lined up, you know, in our staff and our team, we all lined up, I think everyone in that room, um, on the school side and the church side would be able to say, yep, he's got this gift, this gift, this gift, this gift. Even last night, I was talking to a sister, a young girl, 18 years old, meeting her and her mom right before service, and she she wants to go into counseling. She's going to uh, studying toward that, and and she said it before me, but I was ready to say, you've got the gift of mercy, don't you? But she already told me she has the gift of mercy in Romans 12. So I like to stick to that. All right, you hear the music. We're going to be uh, taking a real real quick break, and then we'll be right back for the second half of today's program. This is Calvary Live. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Calvary Live. Give us a call at 303-690-3000 or text us at 720-336-0897. Let's join Calvary Live right now. Welcome back, everyone, to the second half of today's program. If you're just tuning in or heading home, maybe you're getting some extra time off because of the excuse me, Christmas holiday, and once again, I just got the hiccups, and I don't know why. So hopefully they'll go away. Um, it's happened. <laughs> I don't know what the deal is. Uh, but if you're just tuning in, this is a show called Calvary Live. It originates in Colorado, but it's carried on a lot of different radio stations. So I just want to give a shout out to everyone listening on Hope FM. Uh, we love you guys. So appreciate the years that we've been on with you and Truth FM. Again, years that we've had a relationship with you. And uh, Radio by Grace, Radio Network, we want to welcome you. This is a brand new relationship we have with you guys. And if you're listening on the Radio by Grace Network, you're listening live. And you can call in right now. We can talk no matter who the host is. If it doesn't say Encore before the beginning of the program, uh, then you are live. And you can call in and the number to dial, even though it is a Colorado number, it's universal. You can use anywhere, just 303 690-3000, 303-690-3000, 690 or you can text us. So just put these numbers in your phone, save them so you can Siri them or, or Google Voice them later when you're driving so you're in a safe place. The text number is different, and the text number is open 24 hours a day, seven days a week. You can use it for prayer requests, uh, and you can use it during the show for questions or things to pray about. Here's the number. You ready? 720 720- Three three six zero eight nine seven, and we take your calls. We, you know, this isn't typically like not a traditional Bible answer show. Although we do give Bible answers, but more, it's more pastoral. You know, we want to give you access to pastors outside of the pulpit. We want to talk to you about the things of God. We want to take your concerns and your prayer, and even in your questions and see if we might be able to discern a way to minister, not only to you, and here's the thing about radio, it's not just to you that's calling, but to everyone that's listening. And you have a wide audience that we get to minister together. Uh, So 303-690-3000, 303-690-3000. Give me a call. We're going to go over to New Mexico now. Clovis, Robert, welcome to the program. 
Hello, sir. Um, God bless you, by the way, and I um, pray that you have a great Christmas. Thank you very much. Now, my question has to do with the dinosaurs. Okay. They've found some bones and all that. You know, and they say they're a gazillion years old. Uh, And people ask me, well, what do you think about this and that? Yes. And I'm I'm with you. I'm in a six thousand, maybe a ten thousand year old Earth. That's it. Okay. Top. Yeah. Uh, but a bazillion years old. And I had one crazy lady tell me, and she was a believer. She thought that the dinosaurs were Satan's attempt to populate the Earth, and it failed. Obviously. Give me your take on the dinosaurs. How do I explain that when some unbeliever or even a believer yeah. asked me about that? Well, let's address the the woman's uh, woman's hypothesis that the dinosaurs were the devil's attempt to populate the earth. There's no evidence whatsoever for that theory or that postulation. None whatsoever. It's not a biblical thought. It's not. I, I've never. That's the, you just mentioning is the first time I've ever heard it. Um, and well, you know, it's it, always it, a lot I of first. What she said. Her thing was <clears throat> the part about. And it depends on the translation, but the earth became void. And her theory was there was stuff going on. And then God said, no, 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 See, this is the messed up part. I messed up on earth, so I'm going to wipe out everything and we'll start over again 10,000 years ago. Right. No. It's it's all really an argument from silence. That's like saying, you know, all this stuff happened in the 400 years of silence between Malachi and Matthew. I mean, there's no, you, you can say whatever you want because there's nothing to be said, right? So it's one of the weakest arguments. However, so we addressed that. What happened to the dinosaurs? I believe a couple of things, but primarily they were, they were um, extinct, most of them through the flood, uh, from the worldwide flood of Noah's day. Um, then the proliferation of man, hunting, climate change, just like we see uh, today uh, with di- with extinction of any animal. So a series of events uh, that happen where a majority of them die and um, what's left is taken care of by uh, other natural causes that, you know, the ecosystem and things have been affected by sin. And so death is a result of sin and their extinction comes from a, do- a lot of different um, a lot of different factors. Okay, so um, let me just ask you, Pastor, because I, I trust your opinion a lot. And, sure. Uh, the fossil record, when they say it's a bazillion years old, what, I mean, <clears throat> what's to be said about that? I think, well, you know, first, that's wrong. That, that That's a discussion I think that's reserved for people that are, because uh, I'm not that smart. This is not a, an expertise of mine. I'm not very scientific. I never have been. So I was even telling the church recently to pray for me because I it takes extra thinking power and studying power to really grasp this in order to share it and teach it or quote it. Uh, however, in a rudimentary way, you know, in a simple way, I think the the fossil record exists by can much of the fossil record can be accounted for from the cataclysmic worldwide flood judgment flood of god i agree I, and, I grew up in the desert and there's fossilized seashells i believe in the yes. flood. don't get and it, it happened it, it happened quickly and it happened uh you know over a course of days 
um, instantly as water's coming down and water's coming up and there's earthquake, you know, it, it, it's like it's similar to the in in the thinking toward the rapture of the church. When we think of the flood, we we almost immediately skip the way it started and just think of the ark floating on the water. But it was cataclysmic in what it did and how it's and how it begun and and how it ushered in. Same with the rapture. We don't think of the we think of the rapture with you know clothes on the ground and and everybody's gone. Um, but the reality is, is the rapture is going to be a cataclysmic event um, with a lot of chaos and destruction happening um, by believers being taken home, uh, taken up to be with the Lord in the air. So the again, this was like the earlier caller. Uh, Ken Ham and his folks do such a great job in real detail. I think their I think their website is answers.org because it used to be answers in Genesis, but I think it's answers.org now. Well, that's great. That's great. And, and I, I appreciate your input. And again, okay, God bless you. I hope you have it. Well, I say Merry Christmas. I think my I receive Jesus it. Happy birthday. That's how I say it. <laughs> thank you so much. <laughs> my God bless you. friends, because when they say their thing, and thank you, Pastor, mm. and um, thank you. That's it. I'm done. Bye-bye. All right. Bye. Thanks. Yeah, it, I have the website wrong, so the right website is Answers in Genesis. Answers in Genesis. Uh, is the website <clears throat> that covers the ministry of Ken Ham, Creation Museum, Ark Encounter. We used to have spots by Ken Ham on Grace FM a few years ago. I don't know what happened to them. Maybe we still have them. Um, 303 uh, uh Some folks have called about an email. Uh, they want to get some resources. So here's how to email me. Uh, an email that goes directly to me. Just if you are going to send a request, just tell me what you're requesting because uh, I get a lot of email uh, and uh, that way I know what to send you. So you can directly email me at ed, that's ed, at edtaylor, E-D-T-A-Y-L-O-R, dot O-R-G. And uh, just to, by way of reminder, it has to be dot org. Uh, we do not own the dot com. A professional Santa Claus does. And we just attempted to purchase that domain from him, uh, and he wants like six figures for it. And so I just laughed. I'm like, nah, Santa can keep it. It's no big deal. Uh, we, there's no way we're doing that. Um, let Santa have it. Uh, and, but uh, we have edtaylor.org, and you can email me there, ed at edtaylor.org. Uh, let's go back now, or not back, but let's go for the first time to Georgia, Atlanta, Georgia. Armando, welcome to the program. All right, thank you, Pastor Ed. Thank you for your service. You're welcome. What's up? Uh, I had a question. It's a general feeling. It's not about any particular text. Um, okay. Often in the text, Jesus, when he's speaking to others, is saying that um, he's referring back to the Father who sent him and doing the will of the Father. And the feeling that I get today is that um, Jesus is such the focus of Christianity, there's not very much um, reference back to God. It's almost as though we're using Jesus as an intermediary. Uh, and I'm saying that understanding that Jesus is part of the Trinity. But I just yes. wonder uh, what should our relationship be with the other two entities of the Trinity in modern Well, time? I think... I think it's a great question, and, and there's a couple of things to consider 
you know, as we talk out loud about this, if we are, I think you use the right word. It's almost like Jesus is an intermediary and, and indeed he is right. He declares himself to be such. He's the advocate with the father. Uh, he's the, the one that intercedes for us and same with the Holy Spirit plays that role. Um, and, and the third person of the Trinity of the Godhead also plays a role in interceding for us. And if you choose to follow Jesus and obey him, like he says, then you will automatically follow in his footsteps. And if he only did those things that please the father and you follow Jesus, you will only do those things that please the father. Um, and so, you know, how do we interact with the different, uh, persons of the Godhead? You know, we, our prayers are addressed to the father. Um, we surrender ourselves. I mean, they, they really could be addressed to any person in the Trinity, um, because each one are co-equal, uh, and each one have, uh, the same, uh, um, uh, the words escaping me right now, the mm-hmm. deity, the characteristics of deity. Um, so the nature, that's probably the best word. They all share the same nature. Uh, and, and so when you are following Jesus, because he is the, you know, God, the father is spirit and Jesus Christ is the embodiment of God. Like if you have seen me, Jesus says, you have seen the father. So a choice to follow Jesus fulfills your full relationship with the Trinity, um, with the Trinitarian God. So, um, I don't know if that helps. It does. It does by saying that the um, that the entities of the of the Trinity are all equally um, represented. I was just yes. I was just curious that it was a stumbling block block for me early on uh, in my walk that I was yes. trying to make friends with Jesus, and I was like, "Well, why don't we just pray directly to God or to the Holy Ghost?" You know. Yes, and you can. And as you're growing, you know, you can, like there are times where you, you, we would, we would ask the Holy Spirit to come and empower, or we would uh, follow the instruction of Jesus when he taught us how to pray our father in heaven. Um, and, and yet the essence of, of our relationship is the embodiment, the fullness of God in the, in human, uh, in that human body, we, we are able to follow Jesus and fulfill all that's required of us in relating to the triune God. Okay. Thank you. That that helped a bunch. All right. God bless you. You too. Bye-bye. Okay. Let's come back to Aurora, Colorado. John is on the line. John, welcome to the program. Thank you, Pastor Ed. Uh, just want to let you know, I left a message to your prayer team on Monday that I've been diagnosed with esophageal cancer. I'm oh, 76 no. years old. I attend occasionally at Calvary, but because of COVID, we've not come very much. Yes. Uh, the diagnosis was December 3rd. The good okay. news is we got a, a PET scan, which shows that it has only stage one. It has not left the esophagus. So the treatment oh, looks better than what we first envisioned. But I just asked okay, for prayer. Great for healing, and we have one more scan to go, which is going to be January 3rd. Okay. Father, I so pray for my brother John. Sometime after that, when we meet with a cancer doctor. Father, I pray for my brother John as you lead him down this um, challenging path. God, I thank you for the staging and for the catching this early, and pray according to your word that you would heal my brother and you would establish yes, him and strengthen him as he faces 
Um, just the word cancer is so scary and so challenging, but surround them with God, godly, um, godly and, and wise and knowledgeable doctors, um, those that are going to read all the tests and see all the scans. And God, we look forward to a strengthening, strengthening healing in John's life according to your will. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you, Pastor. I hope to be in church again soon, and maybe we can set up an anointing service. If, if uh, I would love to, we would love to anoint you. Sometime with some oil. I'll, I'll let you know. Okay, thank you. You you'll know me when you see me. God okay, thanks, you, John. Thank you. I look forward to it. Bye bye. Okay, bye. Three zero three six nine zero three thousand. We've got a few uh, minutes left that we can fit some more calls in. If you want to join us, three zero three six nine zero three thousand is the number. I got a text here. Please pray for my daughter, who's a believer, but has become very worldly. My other daughter, who's a believer and has a, a many doubts because of depression and feels like God doesn't love her. Um, I'm very sorry uh, your daughter's battling depression. Depression is real. It can be very debilitating um, and super hard to be discouraged all the time. And so my heart goes out to that daughter. And then your daughter that's worldly and enjoying sin for a season, I feel sad for her and scared for her for the types of consequences uh, that come through a life lived um, in sin. So Father, I pray for these girls. I know that uh, women, young ladies, I know that you love them and... One is under the great oppression of sorrow and the other is under the great consequence of sin. And I pray you'd bring them both to a place where their trust is in you. I pray, Father, that you would be with mom as, um, you know, mom loves them, cares for them, um, wants to see them whole and strong. And so we lift them up to you today, Lord. We don't even quite know what to pray for them. Not sure um, exactly, but we commend them to you. And we trust you, trust them to you. And we look forward to, as we've seen many times, I look forward to a response that says, my daughters have come home and they're walking with you in, in their strength of the Lord. In Jesus' name, amen. 303-690-3000 is the number. Uh, taking your calls and your questions. Uh, I have another text question we could fill the time with. So let me get to that. Make sure I click the right button here. Um, pray for me, please. I'm asking God uh, for a miracle to purchase a home for my foster children. Father, I pray that you would open a door for these for this home to be uh, a miraculous uh, opportunity for to bring foster children in, um, and the the hope of being a foster mom, and all that surrounds this precious woman's life. May you work in a wonderful way to bring this about so that kids will be blessed and you'll be glorified and perhaps even um, even the reality of, of salvation coming to foster kids because of this gal. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. All right, I got a text from Bobby. It says, I came to service last night but didn't have a chance to say this to you in person. I recently complete, completed cancer chemo treatments through four months of treatments, uh, staying in a guest room. Uh, I listen to older services and want to say thank you. Your teachings 
helped relax and calm me tremendously. Bless you, Bobby. Praise God for the treatments. Uh, We have seen uh, quite a few cases of cancer come through the church recently. It's a very scary and challenging thing. And sometimes the Sometimes the treatments are are harder than the cancer, uh, and so we rejoice with you that uh, you're finished, and we pray that you'll remain cancer free. Um, it reminds me uh, to pray for for those that are battling cancer, like Jason, and and uh, pray for his wife Amber and his whole family. Uh, my my little sister, uh, daughter. I mean, not my daughter, but um, I, I always forget her name, but I could see her. Um, she went to DC for some cancer treatments and, and her dad last night said she's doing well, uh, doing better. I can't wait to see her again. Um, but I, I, I forgot her name again, but I know her, I know her. Um, and so we rejoice father, uh, for these great, um, these great, um, testimonies, especially cancer free. We pray that into Jason's life. We know what the doctors have said. We know that. And we know that doctors are smart and wise and, and, and they know what they're doing. But we also know that you are greater than doctors. And and even a doctor's word can make us, I've seen it with my own eyes, where doctor says something and then somebody just loses heart. And then everybody around them go, give up, give up, give up. We will not give up, Lord. We will trust you. And we will hold fast to you. And if, if, if the worst happens, it will not happen because we gave up. It will happen in faith, in endurance. Like your word says, hupomone. And we pray that endurance and perseverance into the lives that are struggling and battling right now. Even families with loved ones in a coma and maybe have heard the doctor say, well, well, you know, they just shield their ears and give them a supernatural gift of faith to trust you and wait uh, for their loved one to wake up because they do wake up. Oh, yes, they do. And I thank you for that in Jesus name. Amen. Amen. Hey, let me give you a story before Christmas Eve, and I'll get to this prayer request. But uh, I've shared with you about Leroy before, but his daughter comes up to me after Sunday service, and she's distraught. Um, Leroy contracted COVID and was on a ventilator in a coma. And she said, Pastor Ed, Pastor Ed, we need to pray. And so we did. Next week, the next Sunday, uh, we prayed. And believe me, having a son that was in a coma and watching people give up on him, um, and our family didn't, we, I, I, I hold fast. Um, I have a stronger conviction than I even, uh, uh, that, that we are going to wait. Like I had a strong conviction then I have a stronger one now. So I'm with the daughter. No, no, don't, don't, don't give up on your dad. Let's pray. Don't give up. And she's oh no, pastor, I won't give up next Sunday. She comes with her phone and her dad, Leroy, he's been a part of our church for many years. He's awake. He's awake. She says she were FaceTiming. He was real groggy and under on all the drugs were there, but he was awake. And, and so we, um, I said, Hey, Leroy, it's so good to see you. We prayed for you the next Sunday. We're talking two weeks later. Leroy is at the stage and I'm hugging him. Um, you know, he's still got a little foggy mind a little bit and, um, you know, he's got that, but boy, I'm hugging Leroy and I see him in church. You know, he hasn't, I'm seeing him in a couple of weeks, but his granddaughter, and daughter, they, they all got baptized. And this has stirred them up to commit themselves to the Lord, daughters and granddaughters. Unbelievable. So maybe because of COVID, you have someone in the ICU right now. You have someone on a on a ventilator. You have someone on a coma. And the doctors are like, it, 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 I don't know. It's not. You don't give up. Listen to me. Don't give up. Don't listen to people to tell you to give up. 
I don't, even if they're your parents, don't listen to them. You don't give up. You trust in the Lord. Let him lead you and guide you. Let him give you the strength. Let him help you. He will. You can trust him. He, God loves you. You can trust him. Ashley in Thornton on line two. Welcome to the program. Hi, how are you? I'm good, Ashley. What's up? Well, my dad's traveling across country to come see us, so I just wanted to know if you'd pray for him. Make sure he gets I will. What's his name? James. James? Yeah. Father, we pray for James on the road coming to visit his family. What a blessing. What an honor. Such a, a neat time of the year where family gets together. And, and so we pray for those for that, for that protection and help in his travels. Uh, even in this great anticipation as Ashley's like, yeah, my dad's coming. <laughs> and he's, she's just waiting and excited. But we also pray for all the hazards or things that he might face on the roads that you'll bring him safe and strong. There'll be celebration and the joy in the reunion. And, and it would just be a beautiful, wonderful time that you allow us to have with our family. And so bring him here safe, God. And we pray that in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Thank you. God bless. Okay, Ashley. Bye-bye. Bye-bye. Another great thing about the holidays is we get together with families and uh, we get to come together. I also read an article, and I, I want to acknowledge you listening in, that I read an article today that the holidays, especially Christmas, can be one of the hardest days for singles. And so if you're single, I want to pray for you as well. Um, I know it can also be a hard uh, time f- for those that are grieving um, some of you experienced significant loss this year or last. Um, I, um, I performed, I think, six funerals uh, over the last couple years. And, you know, with my role in the church, I'm, I, I don't really officiate funerals that much anymore. I just can't because of all my responsibilities. But, but this year, all of us as pastors have been chipping in, um, you know, covering the, the, the different memorials that have had to happen and just so sad and hard and and I just think of the families that filled the sanctuary each of those memorials and and so father I pray for singles who have their own unique challenge around the holidays um even just kind of the cultural pressures and people you know just you know having opinions and joking around that's not always fun and joking and I pray for those that are grieving, Lord, even those that have been lost loved ones 20, 25 years ago. The holidays uh, make it feel like it was just yesterday with those ambushes and uh, just grief ambushes you or it's like a wave that overtakes you so quickly. Um, And so I pray for those hurting, those that are lonely. Uh, Let the church be the church this year, both in great love and great mercy and care. Uh, for those that are around us, that we wouldn't look over someone or around someone, but we would look at someone eye to eye, love them, minister to them, serve them, invite them over, um, embrace them, pray for them, bring them to church. Lord, let us make us the church, Lord, in greater ways in these last days. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Uh, here's one. We're almost out of time, but I got a text that says, great explanation about the dinosaurs. Can you pray for me? Healing in a repentant heart and direction. Father, I pray for this um, person. You know, they're, they're looking at their life and asking for their heart to be touched by you. Um, they they want to repent. They want to live in a position of turning away from sin, turning away from bad behavior, turning away from bad thoughts. Give that to them by grace, I pray. 
and for healing of the hurt um, and direction. What's 2022 going to be like for them, for us? We pray for direction, Lord, and we pray for your help, and we commit to you um, what, what our lives in a fresh new way, asking for your spirit to guide and lead us as we honor you in these last days. In Jesus' name, amen, amen. Well, we're coming up on the end of today's program. So the last time I'll be hosting in 2021 as uh, we're going to be taking the week off as a church next week. So everything uh, is going to be on auto mode. Uh, hopefully no crisis or emergencies take place. But I uh, want to appreciate everyone that's joined us on uh, Grace Radio by Grace recently. We love you guys. We're learn- getting to know you around the country. Uh, you can always contact me directly. I, my personal email address is the same as my web or my my website ed at edtaylor.org you can connect with me through our church app Uh, just put my name in the search bar Uh, because there's a lot of different calvary churches we put my name attached to mine so you know which one to find and just put my name in your search of your app store ed taylor t-a-y-l-o-r our app will pop up download it uh, make sure notifications are turned on. I send an encouragement every morning and then all kinds of updates about our church. We just finished the New Testament. That's all available. 17 studies, 17 books in the Old Testament, all available. Um, and we want to minister to you. You can catch us live. Um, our radio station's live. Um, be sure to download the app of the radio station you're listening to. Grace, every radio station you're listening to, this on has its own app. So go and download it, stay in touch, uh, and uh, support us financially. Whatever station you're listening to, support us. You'll be blessed that you did. Go to church this weekend, invite everyone, bring someone, and let's worship the birth of Jesus Christ, the monumental change for humanity. God bless you guys. Thanks for allowing me to be a small part of the huge work God's doing in your life. Good night. You've been listening to Calvary Live. Tune in next time for prayer and God's Word.